and we are we are back episode three Woo, this most is exciting. likely most likely what do you mean most likely most, well i don't know who knows all right yeah i guess who knows we might shift things around but i don't we know all, all i know around. all i know is that i'm very eager to talk about these movies welcome I'm, back i'm eager to i'm eager to talk about uh yeah yes Indian. yes yeah uh, you're, you're we, excited to talk about one of them <laughs> yeah yeah anyway yeah, welcome back everyone this is mm-hmm. man's favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm um, Rose Kate, and I am joined by Cam. Cam, say hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, yeah, we're uh, a little rusty. Maybe we've been a uh, we took a week hiatus. Yes. Two week, two weeks since our last episode. So hopefully we can come back strong. Um, and it's also yeah. been two weeks since I saw these movies, but. <laughs> It's fair cool. enough. It's been a week <laughs> for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so hopefully we're not too rusty overall. Um, yeah, I think we'll be fine. We we've we've got a, we've got a good episode here. Um, we yeah we got a solid episode. Yeah so yeah. So you want to talk about the uh, contents? Yes yes. Today the two movies are, Wag the Dog directed by Barry Levinson, mm-hmm. and uh, Indian fa- Father of Sam, Father of Sam Levinson. Yes, the, the father director. of father of genius, uh, prodigy, Critically Sam Levinson, visionary director. Yep. <laughs> okay. And an Indian directed by S. Shunker, uh, mm-hmm. another prodigy. <laughs> uh, yes. Th- this this man is truly one of the uh, wildest brains on this planet. He should probably go to jail, but he makes movies yeah. instead. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so def- yeah, I would describe him. I would give him the visionary director moniker that uh sam levinson has claimed um <laughs> for sure Tw- yeah the the twisted mind the, of s shunker yeah, is a lot more apt mind. Than, exactly than the twisted mind of sam levinson <laughs> yeah um but yeah so yeah these are these are two movies uh that aren't particularly linked they are just two different types of political satire uh two very different types of political satire that we thought mm-hmm. Uh, would be fun to get into um and so yeah so here we are i guess we can get started with wag the dog which came out yeah. in uh when did wag the dog come out again i always forget 1997 the Thank 1997 you. thank you cam <laughs> yeah um yeah wag the dog came out in 1997 written by david mamet legendary mm-hmm. screenwriter legendary Who, yeah I haven't, I haven't seen any of his uh directorial efforts but uh this yeah. is kind of my first thing from him yeah um, I, I i've seen red belt which is great red belt mm-hmm. is really good um he's he's definitely you know he's what you expect from a playwright turned uh screenwriter or movie director but you know he has a yeah, very distinct yeah. style he's shaped a lot of uh hollywood like that would come after him you know uh he's just mm-hmm. you know he's just very influential that fast talking style his kind of very black-pilled worldview, you know. Uh, yeah. All of his movies are about, like, some of the worst of the worst, uh, mm-hmm. like, rich and powerful people. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I was I was very excited to dive into Wag the Dog, personally. I don't know mm-hmm. about you, Cam, uh, what your history with him, or even Barry Levinson is. Yeah. Barry Levinson being a director I, I've, I have no experience with. I've seen, I saw Rain Man when I was, like, <laughs> 13 with my dad um at home were you a fan uh, i don't even remember bro i don't know why we watched <laughs> it like 
I, man, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you even watched that one, honestly. But I mean, it was really? a good one for me because I was a big Oscar fan and I knew that one like Best Picture. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Hi- highest grossing movie of 1988, I believe. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wag the dog. I'm not sure about the box office performance. We got 64.3 mil on a 15 mil budget. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. You know, pr- probably mm-hmm. got some help in the <laughs> on DVD. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. dude. For good reason, yeah, uh, in my opinion. Uh, considering yeah. one month after Wag the Dog came out, we had what the happened? whole Clinton Lewinsky scandal. <laughs> so, it, th- and again, this all this took place one month Before, after Wag the Dog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. After. Yes. So, and yeah, so they literally they bombed a factory in Sudan. Uh, wow. A year later, uh, in order to distract from this whole scandal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and yes, and yeah, and so, it led uh, to the war on terror in full. Uh, mm-hmm. So and, uh, clearly, Bill Clinton was inspired by this film. <laughs> yes, no, but this see, is a takeaway. So, so to you know, to to I guess yeah, let the the viewers know. Basically, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one, and Cam here did not. <laughs> uh, and we'll yeah, we'll sure, both get into sure. our individual reasons. But Cam, to you, what I will say is. One of those reasons why I think this movie is great is because mm-hmm. of how prescient it ended up being. Uh, I think it, yeah. again, that that very that very black pilled worldview that Mamet has. I think uh, it, it lends itself to a story like this, which is just so cynical about the way our government works that it just it kind of it, it lends itself to being something that would be reflected in real life. Yeah, definitely. I think it's I think it's strongest aspect for sure is the script and i think and i i think conceptually it's uh from that point of view i think that's where it's at its height of its powers you know um Mm -hmm. and just the way it's kind of like down to earth kind of like sly with its i guess satire or commentary is uh uh, probably one of its most uh rewarding aspects Um, yes you know it doesn't try to go over the top and it doesn't shove it in your face necessarily um in terms of yeah how they go how it uses its politics or at least you know uh observations um, right you know it, it, it definitely it doesn't take a political side in a particular way it just kind of no it really doesn't yeah which it, is fine yeah it, it just kind of you know it, it surveys a section of american uh government you know like yeah w- like lies and you know the way they interact with the media and it, it just yeah it does that from a very you know a very cynical perspective but not like you know per se from someone like mamet who is now a QAnon follower or whatever you know it doesn't yeah. have that kind of leaning to it <laughs> no so. no it's it's definitely just like an anti-government yes film uh, way more than a political one mm-hmm. uh in a sense i guess yeah yeah uh, um, but yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, to, to kind of get into what the movie's about, uh, basically what happens is, uh, true to life, the president in the film is caught, I think, molesting an underage girl, uh, yeah. and it, it becomes, you know, huge news, obviously, uh, when she comes out and accuses him, mm-hmm. and, uh, essentially what happens is Mr. Fixit is hired, uh, Mr. Yeah, Fixit- they bring in the fixer. The Fixer, uh, played by right. I don't know the Goat Bobby De Niro, mm-hmm. um, and he he comes in with a whole team to essentially figure out how they can lessen the impact of the scandal, 
uh, mm-hmm. for the upcoming election. Um, and so, you know, you know, they come in and there's this like, you know, this dark room. It's a very like a Dr. Strangelove kind of aura to it. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. It, it's like it's this underground bunker and they're all holed yeah, up there with the president's staff. Yeah, it's only lit. It's only lit by like the overhead lights over the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, like... and, and I will say I love how this movie looks. Uh, I think they nail all these different spaces very well. Uh, it's shot by Robert Richardson, I think, who's Tarantino's uh, main guy. Oh, um, really? I didn't yeah, even realize yeah. that. Uh, and so, yeah, you, you get all these, like, really uh, textured, uh, these very textured scenes, you know, li- lit by, like, one or two light sources, uh, yeah. you know, that, that kind of emanate and illuminate things in weird ways. I don't know. I, I think for – I think you, you put it best in your negative letterbox review where, you know, all the what people who are, like, uh, who are, like, you know, movies used to look so much better back in the day. Uh, I think just on an average shot-to-shot level, even if Levinson's skills aren't – entirely there uh it just looks really nice in my opinion um, yeah i was i was dissing that move this movie with that honestly but <laughs> <laughs> i get you i, get I you. didn't but I, I think it looked good from a shot to shot um you know standpoint mm-hmm. i think it i think it was pretty nice um and sure. i think it was framed nicely at times but i i just think you know levinson's mise-en-scene is just completely all over the place and you know nondescript entirely like i don't i he's doing this kind of like you know cinema verite you know like handheld camera type of thing but he's just not hitting any of the beats like it's it's just so interesting to me like you think it's you think it's cutting and everything just feel a little you know stiff like yeah, I don't. Yes, I and I don't think he's like moving the camera purposefully. Like he's doing a lot of like rotating. You know, he's doing a, like like panning around everybody or whatever. That's one thing I really no. noticed is it's very. Uh, I think and, and for a movie that still like stays pretty grounded, I think Levinson's camera work is pretty showy. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of like kind of weird uh, editing patterns too. Like uh, early on, I remember. Mm-hmm they're walking through like a like a alleyway or something or a whatever uh, a pathway and like they yes. they keep like cutting uh the light sources over de niro's face as they're walking and it's like it's this really weird mm-hmm. uh editing pattern uh but I, I honestly i like those kinds of stylistic flourishes i guess i think i'm kind of a person who's kind of who's a sucker for that type of thing you know uh where mm-hmm. where directors just kind of like throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks and you know I thought it. I thought it kind of worked on that level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, so yeah, De Niro's hired. You know, they're setting up this whole thing. The first thing I think they do is announce that they have a war in the works. You know, they don't want to like directly announce it, but they kind of, they kind of, you know, like hint at it, and then they try to deny the fact that there's a war, and they have uh, press agents who are hired to like ask about it specifically, things like that. Uh, and so mm-hmm. they're they're kind of building this like narrative uh, from the get go, and eventually De Niro decides he needs more help, so he goes to a Hollywood producer named Motts, played by Dustin Hoffman himself, the Rain mm-hmm. Man himself, <laughs> um, and you know he's this he's very he's this like very genial Hollywood producer. You know he's kind of yep uh, he's got a lot of big ideas. He's very flamboyant, um, and. Uh, yeah, essentially, you know, they link up, 
and they kind of they have this kind of repartee back and forth you know they definitely kind of respect each other uh and you know uh hoffman starts giving them all these very hollywood-minded ideas you know he kind mm -hmm. of uh for how you frame this war what kind of stories you build for this kind of yeah. war what would excite the people the most what would keep them from looking at the scandal um and so you know there a lot of the movies fun for me was in seeing those those conversations and then seeing what kinds of people they'd hire and what kinds of you know uh ideas all these people sitting in a room could come up with there was a kind of magic mm -hmm. to that i guess which i responded yeah. to yeah, it was it was neat how the way Hoffman's character was so engaged as like a Hollywood producer, and there was not a moment where it, where he felt like he wasn't doing that type of job. You know, yes, he wasn't he wasn't giving that like he, he wasn't giving into the reality of it. Like it was this, you know, it was this Hollywood production. You know, or I guess reality wouldn't necessarily be the right word because to him, like it effectively is. You know, he's crafting this thing. It's just you know a completely different you know financier and uh setting you know you yes. got the u.s government telling you to fabricate this whole war this whole production and that and i think it's interesting how he's so you know his mind is so set on making this production and not like it's you know yeah, to, to him, this is the job to end all jobs. You know, he's an aging Hollywood producer. He's had a lot of successes. And yeah. this is, this is kind of like the big one for him, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. I, I think that also speaks to uh, uh, perhaps a sort of view at, uh, at, the, at, the, um, at the mind state of someone like that. For, for example, you know, there's always been rumors, right, of uh, Hollywood colluding with the government. There's been a lot of confirmed evidence mm -hmm. of it, for sure, even recently. Yeah. Uh, with like the yeah. Marvel movies and everything, uh, and I guess that that specific mm -hmm. angle to his character kind of uh, makes you like makes you wonder like you know what's going through their minds when they're you know doing something like this for the government rather than making art and why would they want to apply it to you know to something so nefarious and something that fools mm -hmm. uh, people around the world? Then there's also kind of like a uh, a meta element to it as well where these these movies kind of distract people from real issues in a way i guess um but it doesn't yeah. feel it doesn't feel like you know it's condescending to the audience in any way it's more so just like you know uh movie making can be used for as much evil as it can be good <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and where does and where does the producer fit into that you know like, totally I think, totally that, that's also yeah. yeah exactly it's it's important that they selected a producer to be this role as opposed to a director or something you know yeah yeah definitely um, a, a producer being someone who sells ideas uh exactly as opposed to being like a more you know creative like auteur you know totally. minded uh, you know someone who brings things together and puts things together i think right you right know? it's it's less it's more of a uh uh like a selling a product you know putting together a product as opposed to putting together like a piece of art you yes. know so and and forming that or forming art as a product sort of or like you know using like creating art within this realm where you're specifically creating a product which totally yeah, total total ramble but you know no no i, no, I get you no that, that's yeah, a very yeah. good point uh it, it is this yeah. is a product that they're creating uh, and to that effect, you know, they 
they want to have you know celebrity endorsements so they hire mm-hmm. famous country singer uh willie nelson uh who I, he's i think his name is something else in this movie but you know they hire him to write this uh this like war ballad uh, for a fictional uh, mythic guy, and they do this whole weird thing where they, they kind of like you know they, they create this war hero, but they they put it in the form of a folk song from like World War Two or something, and they they yeah. slip it into the library from of Congress. The vault. Yeah, 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 it's like they're removing it from the vault, and it becomes this it gains this new meaning for this uh, Albanian war. Which oh yeah, by the way, forgot to mention that the country they chose to wage war on is albania yeah <laughs> it, you know it's just like what's like a smallish country that's not a real threat yeah but yeah could feasibly to the american public sound like a <laughs> you know a, a terrorist hotspot. it's just it's so arbitrary right right but yeah you know it, it works it makes sense it make it yeah they they figure out <laughs> how to make it make sense <laughs> yeah. let's put it that way True, um, true. So, yeah, so, you know, they, they craft that song, they put that out there, and then uh, they come up with the brilliant idea of filming a commercial. Uh, or, sorry, not a commercial. It's uh, it's like they hire a commercial crew to film uh, what they pretend is real footage, right? Yeah, that's yes, what it is. From, from the war. From the, from war. the grounds. From the from, grounds in Albania. Correct, yeah. correct. They hire putting a girl. special effects over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they hire a girl played by Kirsten Dunst, which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think she's really funny. They have her basically dress up as this, like, poor Albanian citizen uh, who's caught in the middle of, like, warfare. Uh, and they, they, they film her with, like, you know, like you said, they put, you know, visual effects over it and everything. And they film her kind of, like, running to safety. And they put that out there. They release that to the news. And, you know, it, it really, again, it's, I think it's a very potent deconstruction of the ways in which uh, the these narratives control our lives. You know, uh, how uh, the most strategic application of uh, of these techniques is what gets you results you know um yeah is, and it, it yeah, i mean it, it definitely especially you know knowing a month after this movie came out what was to happen you know it's like uh how many times in history have has the u.s government done stuff like this <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah i i think uh i think a lot of the film's comedies mined in that for me I, i'm curious i guess cam uh b- besides what you mentioned about levinson's directing i guess yeah uh, i what about the comedy rubbed you the wrong way? I guess would be. My well, question. I wanted to go. Uh, I I wanted to go off of what you said earlier. What you were talking about uh, with with the uh, you know putting this out there, putting out this fake um, war footage. I think this doesn't really do with the comedy. It's a bit of a tangent, but it's it's odd to me how there's not really like a perception. Uh, there's not like a portrayal of the public in this movie. Like I think. It's it's weird to like see see these things like these evil like workings happening underground and then seeing the results of that, you know, and seeing it as being successful, but not seeing like any sort of public like portrayal, like, uh, you know, people reacting or anything. And to be fair, like, I think that's kind of hard to do. Like, I think it's really easy if you're going to like put people in to make it look like very simplistic kind of, you know just to like either make people look dumb or something but it's important kind of to address those things and be cognizant of those things when you're like when you're showing the end result as like a success kind of so i think that's like a little that's one thing you know 
that's that really doesn't really work for me so, so it feels like these so it feels like these um these antics these uh these things that this team are doing do you feel like they're too disconnected from how the public is kind of perceiving them is that what you're saying like it's yeah kind of i think i think that is likely the case and i think they don't i think not showing not like including them as part of the process but just like skipping from the setup to the result is it 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 kind of may it doesn't allow it to hit as well as it could maybe um and i i don't know if it even could hit as well because it's kind of like it's kind it's it's kind of like unfair to the american public almost in a way interesting but no i i think that's a very valid point you bring up because you know there i i think of uh there's another uh political satire that came out not too long ago vice from adam mckay vice yeah right uh and that one <laughs> I think that one is wholly unsuccessful because of how I guess condescending it is to the audience. You know, it kind of it yeah. blames it blames people who enjoy Fast and Furious movies for Dick Cheney. Like, what? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it, it, it's a very I guess the it, end credit scene. Yeah, yeah, it, it's <laughs> such a I guess it's such a I guess um, uh, I don't know, just a cruel point of view in my opinion. Uh, and I think yeah, that's that's why I'm saying like it showing the public with this thing makes it dangerous, you know? Yes. Like I yes. think you can. It's so easy to do a very simplistic because these like are an Adam such, McKay style. These are such yeah. ridiculous things that they're pulling off. I mean, you know, it, yeah. it's like a war against Albania. You know, hiring Jim Belushi to like say that he's mm. an Albanian and he's he's commenting on the situation and stuff. Like you know, it's all yeah. it's all stuff that it feels too uh too like wild to be true you know like it yeah and so, so by putting the public into that equation it, it really feels like it's like oh really like these people are believing this you know uh yeah and, and that's it, that's where it's like they kind of had to like that's like where it they had so to, they kind of had yes. to bypass that correct and, and it, so i think it's i it felt like a bit of a cop-out and like just not it didn't connect for me interesting okay in that way uh, but yeah, no. the The first note I took was, "Is this gonna be like an Adam McKay movie?" <laughs> That's why I said, "I said, oh, I hope That's not." That's so funny. And it was. It, it honestly wasn't like, it was way more muted, you know, way more like, way less uh, out there and sure. way less like shoving the point down your throat. But yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't I make mean, it all that much better. I I think the the stylization in Mamet's dialogue, that kind of that very theatrical style, the yeah. the the very witty mm -hmm. the witty banter and all of that you know it I can see why that would just kind of rub people the wrong way uh, and but for mm -hmm. me uh, you know much like what happens in the movie the results speak for themselves you know what I mean I think it yeah it very clearly you know it very clearly touched on something that has a lot of basis in reality uh, for mm -hmm. it for it to then reflect uh, in in public view uh, what was happening uh mm -hmm. and so that's why i kind of i think i credit the film because it manages to like take you through these uh insane comedic sequences where you know like the, they're coming up with the wildest stuff and they're you know they're mm -hmm. completely trivializing real issues and they're uh doing all these evil things but the fact that in the end it still feels believable is i think this movie's greatest magic trick uh and that it it ended up being real uh, is I think this film's greatest victory, mm -hmm. and yeah, um, that's and I I think that's where we have that disconnect because to me it just doesn't feel that I don't feel that, and then 
interesting you know to the comedy like i don't think anything like i don't think it's like wacky enough or silly enough to elevate it in any way like it's not trying to be but i think for me like i i i needed i needed something else interesting i needed something you know from levinson that Mm -hmm. made this script hit for me and i just didn't sure i didn't get that like i i it it wasn't kinetic enough like it wasn't it, it wasn't it didn't feel like it was it w- carrying you through with the right energy. Yeah, it wasn't doing anything to stand out enough to, to I get you. latch on to me. Yeah, I think, uh, and this is something I've heard from uh, people who are more experienced with Mammoth's work, but I think uh, a lot of people, when they get their hands on a script like this, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to try to enhance those writerly elements uh, rather than mm-hmm. the concepts, because Mammoth is just that type of writer. He's such a showy writer. It's all about mm-hmm. the dialogue. It's all about the punchiness, the timing, uh, and so if the director doesn't, you know, match up with that, it can it can kind of you know it can vary. And I think, uh, like you said, Levinson took a muted but still kind of weird direction with uh, with the visuals and with the cutting and everything. So again, it, it's a it's a balance. I can see why it doesn't work for some people, but for me, yeah, it definitely uh, th- this movie like flew by uh, from. From mm-hmm. what I remember, at least, I think uh, uh, every scene uh, was just it, it was really good after the next. Again, for me, my reservations were in that kind of that showy dialogue. But I think, uh, you know, yeah. the energy and the uh, just the, the kind of disbelief that you're kept in is, is what kept me through the whole movie. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they they go through all that. Like I said, they they make that uh, archival video. They, you know, they fabricate that folk song all that and but there's still i think what happens is the president plays their hand by en- ending the war <laughs> um, uh because you know people are starting to get uh suspicious and the albanian government's also you know they're trying to s- deny everything that's happening uh and so you know they're this team of Mots and uh mr fix it they're kind of they're kind of at a loss like okay what do we do now and so now that the war's over they decide why not get that hero so you know the uh the good old shoe which is the folk song they made uh they actually find a actor to play uh the the hero the albanian war hero <laughs> um and you know he's he's played by woody harrelson uh who I, I think does a pretty good job uh he, he kind of you know he 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 has that kind of face for someone who would kind of be a war hero and so you know you see him first you know on the news and in the newspaper uh all that stuff and you know they they're before you even meet the guy he's already this image of good old shoe uh and you know finally they they get him down uh and they bring him onto the private jet where these guys are and he's this crazy prisoner <laughs> uh he's a what is it i think he's a murderer or something um yeah he's in military prison whatever yes yes uh he's yeah he's a total stooge uh and uh i think uh yeah so they're all obviously shocked by that um and you know he kind of goes crazy i forget it's like if he hears a certain word something like that um I uh, dude, I don't know. We we watched this movie two weeks ago. Yeah, I, no, it's been way too long. But anyway, so yeah, he goes berserk at some point. He's They're crazy. Like he's a kooky guy, you know. He, They're yeah, like, yeah. what are we gonna do? 
we got it, this guy who's supposed to be our hero and he's fucking weird it's your it's you know, your usual it's your usual incessant portrayal of like a you know a, a prisoner or whatever it's they want they yeah. want like a crazy guy who who yeah, he's ruins a everything guy. uh so yeah this this uh this this war hero ends up crashing their plane um and yeah don't have to get into details of it but gets shot by a convenience store yes owner yes. Uh, and killed and perfect. After he, yeah, after he tries to rape the guy's daughter, but, which again, hey, yeah, we don't have to get in the details of it. Yeah, but no, like no, but it, I think that's important because you know it it speaks to kind of the complete disregard for uh, I guess for uh, for morals in this whole situation. You know, they they'll hire anybody who'll do a job uh, no matter the cost, and it'll it'll mm-hmm. just backfire in their face <laughs> um, until it doesn't. And you know that that's what the ending is, right? Uh, basically, it ends up being successful. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect. They got their dead hero. They yep. got their. <laughs> that's what you need. And exactly. I think you know. I, I think the president gets reelected. I don't remember. No. <laughs> so we got. Yes. So yeah. So we got Hoffman. You want to go over this? Watching the TV, you know. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't fully remember the ending, but yeah, like he's. You know, they're yeah. watching the TV. And you know, uh, Mots wants more of the credit for it, you know, uh, and that—that's what—that's what he's disappointed at because he took this job for the fame, for the clout, I guess. Yeah, to, but they sweep it all under the rug. They sweep you know? it entirely under the rug. It becomes the secret, and to Mots, yeah. that's just not enough. Uh, yeah, no, he wants—he yeah. wants to be the guy who did it, who orchestrated this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that's essentially. Uh, that essentially just leads to De Niro's character giving the go-ahead for him to be killed, <laughs> and you know they yeah, say which he, is, yeah, yeah, y- yeah. If you want to talk about that, Cam, because we yeah. yeah, we did not, both neither of us understood this ending. <laughs> there, it's very, this, uh, it's very a subtle, subtle <laughs> a subtle signal from De Niro. Yeah, it's it's a very ambiguous thing. A subtle signal to a secret service agent. Yeah, a very like he just like kind of looks at him, you know. <laughs> and then, and then the last like three shots are just like what? They cut <laughs> yeah. to them going to his funeral, voiceover saying that he died of a heart attack. Yeah, cover up. And then uh, they cut to the TV that's saying that the war in Albania has like restarted. Yeah, ambiguous a whether that's true or not. Yep, a terrorist organization did a bombing and all that. Uh, and cut back to the OG boardroom from the first scenes. Yes, and it's it's empty. That's mm-hmm. Okay, and then it ends. Yeah. And then that's it. So yeah, but we yeah. Both, we I had to Google that. I don't do that. I don't yeah, Google yeah. movies, Th- but they, I'll admit it. Yeah, no. It, on Wikipedia, it says that you know he signaled to the security guard to kill Mots. Um, and yeah, yeah it's so. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit sense. ambiguous, but it, it makes sense. You know, it, it's again. It makes sense. He wants the credit. He's gonna want to talk about it. They can't. They can't risk that. Yes, it's all about yeah. the the. What this job is about is full uh, secrecy, you know, and they just yeah. they can't jeopardize that. Um, it's about the clandestine, you know. This is going to be something that there are black bars over uh, in the in the papers, <laughs> in the FBI papers. Uh, yes, and w- which we forgot to mention. Uh, great role from William H Macy as an FBI agent. Who's, oh yeah, he's, he's trying like, to also. Yeah, the- Bring their the good apart. guy FBI agent. <laughs> he's uh, he's the only good guy in this whole movie. The FBI agent, which and is kind of funny. <laughs> that's goofy. But yeah, he's still he's, he's still kind of a dick though. Um, 
Yeah, but he he's got like good morals. No one else has good morals, and yeah, this guy, you know, so. he's like what? Yes, uh, FBI, know, FBI guys are clearly known for their morals, but you know, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and yeah, that's essentially the gist of the movie. You know, it's about it's about this con, this this job well done, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, they, they this team they kind of together they kind of adapt and they they figure out solutions to new problems and they somehow manage to get all this swept under the rug and i think that's uh in and of itself it feels like a kind of there's there's a joy to that but also obviously there's the bitter pill to swallow that you know uh this stuff happens for real (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and i i think i I think uh mamet and levinson and also sorry gotta credit the other screenwriter hillary henkin uh uh those three i think they they kind of you know they they kind of bring that out that idea that you know uh it's a very sad thing really what they achieved here uh even if it was so much fun (laughs) uh or not fun i guess if you're you (laughs) um yeah but yeah anyway uh (laughs) that's that's wag the dog yeah i guess to wrap up my own thoughts at least yeah i i thoroughly enjoy it i think it's Mm -hmm. i love i love pitch black satire i love pitch black satire that rings true uh, I love these actors. There's one moment I forgot to mention. One very small moment uh, after they have like they have like a bit of a victory lap before the war ends and everything. And mm-hmm. They're on a plane, and it's just De Niro and Hoffman complimenting each other on like you know years of being in their line of work. And I don't know. It it, yeah. it kind of at that moment kind of you know I I felt like a uh, like it was kind of like the actors complimenting each other for real. And it, it kind of it made me a little emotional you know like these yeah, are definitely these are two legends uh and i, I don't know like that that kind of it, it feeds into the film's ideas of you know uh movie making being like pulling off this like con uh mm-hmm. and you know being able to pull out these jobs and be an expert at what you do uh and so you know that that moment you know helped to kind of you know bring that together emotionally i guess mm-hmm. but yeah yeah uh, i enjoyed their uh i i think i enjoyed their banter back and forth together most of the time i think they yeah. had pretty nice energy together Definitely. yeah did i like the movie i mean no <laughs> i the no i have such notes written down as this is boring levinson can't direct <laughs> and no charm or pizzazz or humor so far <laughs> so i was not feeling it really I, okay this like yeah man it's just it's t- it's all just too deterministic for me like i'm just i don't you know i know it's going to be like a satire about i know what it's going to be and, and it i just don't think it like plays with anything that interests me enough um that's true yeah like I, th- I think i enjoy that like that like after the plane crash thing you know it, it goes it gets a little goofy it gets a little out there but in general it just kind of like plays it straight and i and and you wish i just more can't really that. connect with it yeah yeah no that's fair but yeah i'm feeling you know like a three point Oh, or 3.5 out of 10 on this one, honestly. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. No, I would yeah. I would go, like, I would probably go 7.5 to an 8. Um, okay. I think, yeah, like, I think, uh, yeah, the fact that, you know, I can't remember multiple <laughs> portions of this movie is probably yeah. not a good thing. But <laughs> I, I think what I do remember, and uh, it's kind of, it's momentum, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a very biting film. It's a very prescient film. I think those things really, you know, help keep it positive in my mind, I guess. And I, I've been thinking about this movie here and there, too. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. And, you know, 
Mamet is such a singular screenwriter that I'm I'm curious to see more of his work, more of the work. Yeah, I'm interested in that too. Yeah, I want to see some of his stuff. Definitely, definitely. Some yeah, of his directorial works for sure. Yes, yes, yeah. Definitely check out Red Belt, dude. Red Belt is fantastic. Um, and actually, I, I have a VHS copy of State in Maine that oh, I nice. got because it was a dollar. And I was like, Interesting. Oh, this. You should try I'm not watching watch that. it on VHS. No. Uh, you're not that kind of person <laughs> they're just for show they're just for show okay all okay. right uh let's wrap it up we'll be uh we'll come back uh we'll after be back a quick to break. talk about indian indian anyway we are back we are back for our second movie of the night indian came out in 1993 it's written and directed by s shunker written uh, as well nice i believe it's written i could be making that up but the, this script can only come from one mind, Cam. One, <laughs> yeah, one mind only. Screenplay by S. Shankar. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, this movie came out in, sorry, not 93, 96. It came out 96. in 1996. It stars Kamal uh one of the absolute greatest South Indian actors, for those who don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, he's absolutely legendary. He's been in so many movies. Uh, and uh, one of his most common types of roles to do is actually the double role. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's As he's and or not even just double. He he's done like more than one role. He's played George W. Bush in a movie before. Oh. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Kamalasan is the type of actor who is very chameleonic with the yeah. types of he's, roles he does. The he's kind of the. He does. He's kind of the Gary Oldman. Or the uh, maybe a uh, Christian Bale of uh, of uh, Indian uh, Tollywood cinema, maybe. I hate that comparison, but go off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, no, I get you. I get you. Uh, no, I, I think that's fair. Um, he's yeah. Again, he he doesn't mind using makeup and you know all that stuff. And here, he's actually not only playing himself but his own father in old age makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and that duality is a very big part of this movie. Uh, and I think uh, some of the most moving scenes in it are these arguments he's having with himself, <laughs> uh, yeah. which, is, which is so crazy. Um, and speaking of crazy, yeah, uh, for those who don't know, S. Shunker, he's been around since the 90s. You know, he he's mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, made a lot of these you know mass or masala films as we like to call them uh that that combine you know a lot of different genres they're not beholden to anything and they they're rooted in uh indian culture uh south indian culture in this case um and so you know shankar is someone who kind of made his name making movies like these and the thing with shankar is he just goes absolutely like balls to the wall with every single one you know uh he he's when you talk about maximalist directors he's like the first person you should name <laughs> um you know he's the, the closest i can compare him to is actually michael bay to be honest uh yeah and i wouldn't even i wouldn't even use that as a comparison because i don't think i think he's unparalleled almost in terms of his <laughs> which is fair i yeah, think no, he's it, someone it, that that can only exist in it, that couldn't exist in Hollywood. That could not exist 100%. in the current American studio system at all. Like, 100%. You, you don't, I don't think you, American audiences are prepared for, like, the tonal shifts. Just the insane, <laughs> like... 
Okay, just the yeah. audacity of some of his choices. Yeah, right? you you not only get every genre, but you get every genre like in every scene following it's a completely different tonal shift a completely different like type of scene where you'll have like this like really funny slapstick comedy or like very wordplay heavy comedy and the next scene is like uh, like murder bloody murder <laughs> um yeah or, or like or like some really emotional flashback like and, mm-hmm. and that's another thing shunker loves is these like long-winded flashbacks origin story type deals uh where that he he really dives into the traumas of these characters like to the most painful degree. Yeah, uh, and they're both both these pat flashbacks are really painful. Oh yeah. Oh um, my god. Uh, yeah, and we'll, they kinda, we'll get they into have, it. Yeah, we'll get yeah. into it of course. Um yeah, sorry, but you were saying though? Uh, yeah, they they inform Indian's character and explain why we got this guy, this old man who's basically yes. going around killing, you know, government employees, you know. Yep, police yeah. officers. Yes, um, yeah. He's an, he's an old man. He's you know he's fed up with society. He's you know he's seen firsthand the kind of the impact that a lot of the bribery and corruption in Indian government uh, has on people. And you know he he sets out to fix it. You know he goes around killing employees who take bribes, and eventually he's you know he's graduating to higher and higher positions. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know. It's an interesting contrast with the other Kamalasan character, his son Chandru, uh, who's kind of a he he's kind of like a Saul Goodman type. <laughs> uh, yeah, know, he's he, he's a hustler. He goes around uh, uh, helping people out with these bribes, with getting documents and things like that. Uh, he's got like he's got his sidekick who's really funny. Yeah, Subaya. Um, yeah, yeah, Goof, total yeah. goofball. Total goofball. <laughs> Uh, and he, he's got like a there's another comic relief character who's like an employee who Subaya and him are always duping <laughs> yeah because uh, c- he's like horny <laughs> and you know they, yeah they figure out he's ways. basically yeah he's like the next man up the food chain in this like yeah, corporate, yeah. like this government hierarchy yes um, he, he's who they go to funnier Selvam. Uh, he's who they go to to like get <laughs> things done and they're always bamboozling him and stuff that's some of the funniest stuff in the movie is uh, their interplay uh, yeah, their the antics. Of, yeah, the, the kinds of stuff they pull off to get a job done, and specifically the reason why Chandru uh, traffics in these dealings is because he would like to rise to a government position someday, and he mm-hmm. knows from the way uh, government's set up that this is the only way he can do it is by taking bribes and doing favors for uh, people in higher positions. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, he's he's in love with this one girl on the side, uh, played by Manisha Kodala. And uh, her dad, I think, I forget what his position is, but he's essentially the one who can get him in, uh, I think. Well, well, that's Sopna's dad. That's the other Whoops, girl. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I told that's you I'm the other it. girl who likes him, but he's he's in love, of course, with uh, the yes, other woman. Yes. Sorry, he, um, he's, in lo- he's in love <laughs> with his girl, played by Manisha, but there's this other girl, Sapna, played by Urmila Matonkar. She's in love with him. And it's yeah. her dad who can get him the position. And so he kind of, he sucks up to her, he does stuff for her, and she's always trying to flirt with him. So she, you know, she's trying to, like, steal him away from his girlfriend and mm-hmm. all that stuff. There's a lot of comedy there between, like, yeah. the two girls. You know, they're always, it's, like, it's also like Yeah, it's <laughs> also the main source of, like, emotional conflict between that in that relationship is that, like, yes, where he's kind of like, no, I love you, and she's just, like, and she's kind of just like worried about Sopna, you know. She's like, "Why?" And he's, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of reaffirming 
to her. Yes, yes. But it, that's, it's, you know. Yeah, him him balancing the two of them is, is a very fun dynamic and a very interesting one. Uh, and, you know, uh, as the movie goes forward, it starts to become like that's like one of the few like uh, lights of lights in the darkness because everything just becomes so suffocatingly like bleak by the end. Of Very the bleak. Uh, but anyway, we can we can get into that. But essentially, you know, the the thrust of this movie is these two Kamalasans. They're kind of you know they're they're on their own paths and uh, yeah, it's about kind of uh, unraveling like why Indian does what he does and why. Chandru mm-hmm. doesn't believe in it and how they both came to this position, uh, which is where you get into the flashbacks. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, we got basically these two paths completely divergent until, yeah, you get to the flashback where we see Indian yes, as a young you revolutionary. Him. Yes, he's a freedom fighter during the rule of the British. Uh, and he, yeah, he kind of, he helps uh, because I think what happens is some British soldiers, they humiliate a bunch of women in his village. And so to get revenge, he goes and he leads a group of people to kill them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then he has to go into hiding. And, you know, that whole flashback is in black and white, which is such a contrast from how, like, how hyper stylized and bubbly the colors yeah. are up until then. I mean, oh, my God. We can, uh, again, like, plot wise, this movie can be actually boiled down to, like, a few sentences, but there's just it's so much that goes on for. It. Yeah, just so much that goes on on scene to scene level. I mean, yeah, before that flashback, you know, there's, like, there's multiple dance sequences. The first one looks like something out of, like, Vaporwave. Like, it's got all these different digital (laughs) layers to it. And um, just these insane, like, late 90s, early, like, computer era graphics just, you know, like... Shunker is a filmmaker who's fully in love with the possibilities of digital technology and filmmaking and... Uh, even in his in be, his comedy right. in his comedy genes which followed this you know he uh, there's like a whole there's like a whole motion capture sequence that's like played for laughs where like someone's doing motion capture in the background <laughs> and it goes completely haywire this is in like 98 <laughs> so you know he's he's always loved these kinds of you know uh, these digital uh, uh, images and the way they look the way he can abstract them together uh, and you know he's he's doing all these crazy tricks in these song sequences especially um and uh then that also carries over to some of the more practical action sequences which are insane like they're straight out of a jackie chan movie or something uh and yeah. you know Kam- kamalasan is totally game he's a he's a wonderful physical performer in my opinion uh mm-hmm. and so for for example early on you get this one sequence at a racetrack uh and you know kamalasan <laughs> is like jumping over cars and things like that there's like a ramp uh where like cars go over like five times and explode yeah <laughs> all these cars just practical effects just smash yeah. into the ground <laughs> and explode like it's just it's totally unpredictable from scene to scene um yeah and it, it all the fact that it all like wraps into this like sort of coherent political kind of messaging is like it's it's an achievement in and of itself um but yeah like you know uh, so you you like have all these crazy sequences, you know these. On one hand, you have uh, Kamal, uh, young Kamal, like uh, scamming people and getting bribes and stuff, and then he you know he gets into his position. And then on the other hand, you have Indian mm-hmm. doing these crazy kills that you know that are just they're absolutely insane. Yeah, uh, it's and hard to just, even describe. You're cutting back and forth between this just yeah. with no regard for like the tonal attachment between them, and it's fine. Like it's it's. It's not that it doesn't work. Like it's exciting because yeah. it's so like, what are you doing? No, you because because uh, this is like a style you're kind of new to, right, Cam? Like where 
you in, haven't seen a lot yes. of movies that kind of you know that are this tonally unpredictable constantly uh and i was curious what that experience was like for you overall actually i think like for me it it well i think it generally works because it's it's in line with just movies that uh, this works when it's a movie that like doesn't when it doesn't take itself ser- as all that seriously or at least i feel as though it doesn't take well, itself seriously even if yeah, that I is the intention in a sense i think i think there are some aspects that are clearly you know entirely played for laughs but i think that that's the interesting part is shunker fully believes in the emotional core of this movie uh yeah. whether whether the audience you know thinks it might be too ridiculous or not you know that i mean those flashback sequences especially are key to kind of shunker's uh shunker's uh where his sympathies lie and the thing is he complicates that too because Mm -hmm. indian is not a wholly good character and i think the film makes sure to delineate that and create that kind of dialectic between the two couples uh but you know it's it's that interesting tonal balance where you know you can have these scenes that are uh you know fully based off of bliss and fun Mm -hmm. and then you can contrast them with these scenes that are genuinely powerful even if you know totally ridiculous um yeah and i i think that's i think that's where some of it falters for me where you sure where you're not where you're not always on that high wavelength with like the craziness like you know like a lot of stuff between chandru and um his girl aishwarya Mm. i don't you know i don't really like it it just doesn't feel like it hits all that well you know no, it doesn't fair. have that heightened emotional impact that like the flashback scenes have yes um that kind of that that fit with like this this all these broad strokes that shankar is throwing at you mm-hmm. um no i get you so so the tonal kind of the flows. shifts the shifts yeah. kind of don't feel like like it feels like he it, it feels like he believes in it but he doesn't um want he doesn't want to make it as insane like he wants to make it as more grounded you know he doesn't want to make it as kind of crazy as some of this other stuff um and and that's where it's like kind of it doesn't always work for me and it slows down a bit okay okay and Um, and again it is a long movie it's three hours you know yeah but when he goes for those like super high emotions you know we talk about that the flash the second flashback with yes um his daughter the the, the really big daughter yeah Yeah. where where you know uh Kamal had a daughter slash, you know, sister for the young Kamal. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they grew up in a village together and she was like kind of like the bright, the bright light in their lives, you know, mm-hmm. and they all cared for her. You get that great musical sequence where they're all having fun together. They're like playing in the mud and stuff like that. Yeah, they're jumping around, um, you know, it, it's, Everything's it's very, great. it's very sweet. Uh, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> completely all of a sudden. So essentially they, the conflict between the two Kamals has been going on like since then where you know, Kamal, he wants to rise in mm-hmm. a good government position, but his dad is so, I guess, he's he believes in those morals of his so much where he, he feels as though even giving a single bribe is bad. Um, yeah. He, he just, he won't do what he needs to do to actually uh, make happen what he needs from the government. Uh, and so that kind of, that is kind of like the, the shade of gray, I think, where it kind of, it shows how his his morals even if founded in the correct uh i guess the correct point of view mm-hmm. he's still he's still a pretty conservative in that sense where he's yeah. not he, he he blame he's you know he doesn't 
accept his own blame and everything that happens, I guess. Uh, yeah. And uh, and to get into that, basically, like right after uh, the two Kamals, they have kind of like a argument about you know their principles and uh, Chandru wanting to you know bribe his way up, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And you know, young Kamal, he leaves, he storms out, and they fast forward a bit uh, to him uh, sending them a letter back that he got his job. And uh, it's the three of them. They're in the house, and I believe the the parents go outside, and the sisters like in some like side room or something. And she flips a switch, and the whole house blows uh, up. Yeah, she <laughs> which says, is just like the craziest thing. It comes completely out of nowhere. Yeah, um, and that's where I'm like, a li- I'm a little bit like, is this taking itself seriously almost? And it's like. It is, yeah. Like Shankar is, but the way it comes off is this—it's like hard because I'm like that was ridiculous. Like I'm, no, you know, I get like, you. I'm laughing at this, but also I'm like, Jesus, that sucks. And it no, works. That- it works for me because it's like okay, yes. like I, I don't need to be like so sad and torn up about something like that. I can be like that was sick, but also what the fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and it's- anyway, the 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 sadness also comes and what's what follows where. You know, first you get that incredible yeah. spinning shot where it like, you know, it's like it spins the camera like wildly and then they they like fade into the next scene where they're taking her mm-hmm. to the hospital. At the hospital, you know, those guys are like, "Oh, you have to bring us the right documents from the police station otherwise we can't admit her." And then they like force her to leave the body outside while Indian runs to the police station. They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, no, you have to get this document. Only if you get this document then we can help you." But he's like, no, but is th- isn't there a way I can get this done quicker? And like, yeah, you got to pay me. And he's like, no, I won't pay you. Uh, and, you know, in, in, you know, they really make you feel that that tension, that like, yeah, uh, that, that that sense that like, you know, the clock is ticking and no one wants to help. Everyone is too callous. Everyone is playing their role in the system. And it just so happens that uh, Indian didn't want to. And now yeah, he's, he's rejecting it. Price. Yeah, it. Yeah, and it's that's where Indian falters, is that he can't his his worldview is almost too theoretical in a sense where yeah. he's, he wa- it's it's too optimized like it's he wants this exactly to be the way it is but he he doesn't accept the system the way that his son Chandru does, right, um, right. he doesn't adapt to it enough where he can you know, you know shed his pride and actually like just you know pay him to save yeah, his daughter literally. like it's life or death and, it, and he can't yeah that's it, like. the, that's the tragedy of it you know the fact that mm-hmm. you know he his hand was forced like that where he either had to give up his principles and uh or he had to you know just watch his daughter die basically which is what ends up happening and it's very sad and then you know yeah. young Gummel, they they meet at her funeral and they have this argument and you know the chandru blames his dad for killing her uh his his principles are what uh you know to him at least are what you know kept her from getting the care she needed and you yeah. know that it's Which i is think fair that, it's fair yeah like, that yeah that like i guess it, the fact that it makes that ambiguous and it doesn't just fully say that indian is a good guy or fully say that you know chandru yeah. is just doing what he needs to do i think that's like i think that that moral complexity is, I think, what really helps this movie. Cause, I think know, it's one of the strong points of the movie is definitely to, kind of, the, to have these two guys who are who are actually like both kind of morally like like they're both working within the system in some way, and and they both have the reasons for doing what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah no the, the way it, the way it sets that up where you believe both of them i think is is the movie's like biggest achievement for sure uh, for sure uh i agree with you there um but yeah uh but you know that's just one of the ten hundred things <laughs> that Shunker does in this movie. Uh, because yeah. even even after this incredibly emotional flashback, we're still getting like delightful musical sequences, like the one yeah, where immediately, <laughs> where, like the one where Kamal is like you know r- romancing his girl again, and then they they cut to the song where he's like morphing into different animals, like fucking animorphs, like <laughs> like it, yeah, it's which absolute, we, it's insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, we talked about it's my. That's, that was my favorite musical sequence you got it's like this medieval like magical castle and she's like the queen it's just it's this it, very interesting concept yes and it's and it's you it's kind of using these like anachronistic elements where it's got like this magical castle and then these like n- like 90s cgi just like of him morphing into different animals to come see it's her so and creative. it's like yeah it's creative and it's so it's so like of its time like it's like yeah. it's so of its time period where it's it, this exact type of art is kind of like is so specific to this person in this era and i i really enjoy it 100 um, percent. yes but yeah, yeah and then immediately following that scene you <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you want to explain it <laughs> yeah so uh he chandru's a break inspector now he worked his way up He's a which honestly I didn't when he said break inspector I thought that was like a job like I didn't know it, it was actually like a b- inspector of breaks yes yes I thought it was like some which other is hilarious it, that there's a position for inspecting bus breaks yeah so he gets this <laughs> but job yeah, that, you that's know. what he was building to that's you know that's yep. why he was sucking up to something and, and it's crazy and that that's dad. yeah that's yeah. the job that he's working towards you know like, yeah the, just the way and you yeah, have to claw it, for just that you know yeah. Just, that that's just how the the government is in India, man. You know, it's you know, it's these, the, the bureaucracy is so vast, and that's why it's so hard for people yeah. to get what they need. And it's uh, not even and obviously you see that in America too, of course. But you know, it's yeah. it's kind of different in India, because uh, yeah, the the bribery and corruption. Because the thing is, obviously, we talked about this. This movie does what it does in a very broad, ridiculous mm-hmm. manner, mm-hmm. but it's still what it's depicting is not. Uh, like it, it is of the realm of possibility 100%. oh 100% like because uh, it, it plays all these like real scenes in in a very straight up way like it it, it plays yes. this it you know it plays all these steps it's very um it's a very step-by-step thing of like oh getting enough money to see this guy then going to see that guy and it and it fe- it, it feels very grounded in that sense mm-hmm. um but yeah the way Chandra's character is just he's not even like necessarily qualified to be a break inspector he just like worked for someone who had a connection that could get him that job and it's It's nepotism yeah it's it's crazy um Um, and i think i think shankar portrays that quite well i i think yeah and and yeah it's clear shankar also feels very cynical about that because again once as soon as chandra becomes a break inspector and he's all happy he has that musical sequence with his girl yeah. Uh, they show one of the buses that he had to inspect. Yeah, uh, and he was like, "Sure, yeah, you know." He let him off with a pass, basically. Exactly. You know, that he was it, gonna he was gonna get it done later or something. You know? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think yeah, it was. You know, they were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll inspect the bus later. You can just go ahead and drive it, whatever." Yeah. And immediately, a huge crash. A bunch of kids die. Um, and, which is you like. Know, not funny, but it's the way. But he also, just switches. exactly, it does both. He, it, it does both. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like Jesus Christ, what? Yes. <laughs> you know, it makes you like it makes you kind of like like laugh, like chuckle a little bit. And it's like, well, Jesus. What? It, it's it's what it's hard choice. to know how to react to yeah. Trevor's tonal shifts because yeah, again, ma- Masala is like this, you know, where you you're rebounding back and forth between emotions, but. Shunker mm-hmm. just does it on like another level on top of that where you it, it's kind of like mammoth it's a very <laughs> black pilled worldview yeah uh, where you know at, at every step uh there's there's somebody doing taking advantage uh and you know it, it's yeah and and then seeing seeing chunru and his friend try to figure out how to cover this up is like insane yeah uh, and they c- yeah yeah uh, and you know, before all that, I think uh, we forgot to mention the fact that Indian actually goes <laughs> yeah. public with his murders. He kidnaps a guy, puts him on live TV while he's explaining the whole flashback, mm-hmm. uh, and and so you know, Indian has essentially exposed himself, and he's become like this this mythic figure that everyone loves, kind of like you know, uh, like Joker or something. Uh, he, he's someone <laughs> yeah, he's who like everyone sees. Yeah, he's he, Indian, he, 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 and exactly. I think Indian is like. <laughs> Indian is like such a perfect name because he's he's like I'm an Indian like I am an Indian I am like he's you. like I'm I all you. of you I'm exactly. all of you and that's the Joker like that's the Joker's thing is like he's the people who don't get a voice and <laughs> exactly. this is Indian yeah and he's creating a voice for himself yeah but yeah he basically says don't take he, any bribes do not mm-hmm. take bribes on TV and then he kills a guy and then people are like all right we're not taking bribes we're not they're taking afraid. bribes anymore <laughs> everyone's afraid, afraid. Like, yeah. He's, you know, he, and honestly, he's even more so like the Batman or something. He's like, yeah. he's, he's the, he's the image that everyone has in the back of their mind when they're about to do something bad or they're yep. about to screw someone over. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think it's very interesting uh, how he creates that image uh, in spite of his own shortcomings. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah, so he, he becomes huge and, you know, Chandru has this huge accident as well. And in, in covering it up, his dad finds out what he did <laughs> and uh yeah. and you get this that you build finally to this uh young versus old Kamo versus Kamo face off mm-hmm. uh where the dad is just he's done he's had it he's going to kill his son because his yeah. son is part of the problem uh and it's, and it's not a question like he's gonna it's kill his not son. a question because yeah because to him you know uh the good of the people is more important than his own emotions there um and mm-hmm. it's 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 a very it's like at the same time it's sad but also like hilarious and insane like again it, yeah shankar makes you feel all those emotions at once uh and i think yeah it, like you said cam it's just he's he's so good at that he's just he makes you you know laugh and you know like kind I of think, like feel horrible at the same time yeah <laughs> i think he just understands the audience's like limited capacity for like real like empathy and real like connection to something where Mm. like from scene to scene like you're not i I, he understands that audiences aren't going to be so bowled over by like 40 kids dying that he can just kind Mm. of move on to another thing and kind of you know he he understands the audience has a limited capacity for that and and i think he plays that well right right yeah um and so yeah uh, and yeah that's the thing we 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 build to their big confrontation uh yeah. and you know the son is begging like crazy young Kamo is like please don't kill mm-hmm. me please blah 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 and he just won't let up uh and you yeah. know that that whole sequence is insane it very much yeah 
it's it's a very shunker thing you know that kind of letting the actor just do their thing to the most maximalist degree mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. In, in at the very climax uh he did that in onion as well the other masterpiece from him uh, okay yeah uh where in that one it's vikram playing technically one role but with like three personalities and yeah it mm-hmm. there's this one scene at the end of that where it's kind of his each personality just keeps like coming up and switching he's switching back and forth between each one the performance uh, and it's it's marvel to behold and that it, yeah. it reminded me of that here where on one hand you have this old kummel who's like like completely cold-blooded and you know is is very righteously angry and and then you have this young kummel who's begging for his life and is terrified because his dad's about to kill him and you know that that dynamic kummel pulling that off is just i think just magnificent and it's proof to why he's such a great actor and everyone loves him um yeah uh but yeah so they they have their confrontation it's also like this whole action scene because there's like stunts and everything uh and you know it essentially uh it ends off with uh, a huge explosion in the airport and you know that you you both kummels seem to disappear into smoke <laughs> and it's, it's yeah insane, they both you know? die right yeah they, they, they both, both die because yeah, obviously yeah. there's a, a huge explosion yeah, he basically he gets to his son, stabs him, he dies. They yeah, both blow up. They're, they're also driving through the airport, right? So like you know, there's like all those. They're like crashing into stuff, and they're yeah, like they're they're flying over the ramps. Wheel. They're, yeah, they're, they're trying to catch ramps. him. They're flying yeah. over ramps. You know? And then finally, up they hit a plane. They both blow up. They both incinerate. Of course. Seemingly. Cut, seemingly. Cut to the detective's office. Cut yep. to the detective's office. And he gets you know, a phone surveying call. Surveying the footage. Surveying the footage. Right. Yes. And then he gets a phone call. (laughs) And it's not other than Indian. (laughs) He's alive for some reason. (laughs) He escaped in a fiery blaze. In the security camera footage, you just see him in the corner of the screen. Straight up some Dark Knight Rises stuff. For real. Nolan definitely saw this. I know Nolan is actually a Kamalasan fan because they met up. Really? He's... He's talked about the, his movies with him. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? Maybe this was the inspiration for The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Indian is Bane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's insane. It's that insane cliffhanger ending. And, you know, I guess they were hoping for Indian 2 to come up pretty soon. But, you know, we it's 2022 and we still don't have it. But, hey, they, but they're it back in production. Like they, no, I, I think... Yeah, it seems like they like wrapped filming or are close to it. I, yeah, I think I think what they're, I re- yeah, I think they're doing like editing now or something, which is cool. Finally, yeah, uh, yeah, it's you know, cool. Sh- Shankar loves his producer battles, and also apparently the Indian two set was pretty bad. Like I think, I think yeah, like we don't three, have to... three crew members <laughs> passed, to... but yeah, you know, uh, again, yeah, that's not a, not an endorsement of Shankar's character no. or anything else, but you know what what we will say is he is a one of a kind auteur. Uh, sometimes his very evil view of the world works sometimes it doesn't i think it fully works in indian for me this movie is an easy 10 it's just every scene is either hilarious or sad or just like wild in some way uh his images are consistently beautiful Uh, i love a lot of those wide shots especially man i mean the way he captures these spaces the mise-en-scene just like envelops everything so well and i think uh you know, those combined with like his digital techniques and uh, his the messaging of the film, the ambiguity and the characters, 
all of that to me everything just kind of combines and it's it's the mm-hmm. ideal for me it's the ideal masala movie it's i still think onions the better uh-huh. film but uh, okay regardless i think yeah chunker is someone who you know in the past even has rubbed me the wrong way uh but mm-hmm. i think i think with this one it, it's clear why this became such a classic what about you Kim? Yeah. I, i'm especially curious uh to hear your final thoughts considering this is like one of your first experiences with masala film uh and yeah like overall how did you feel about indian yeah so i enjoyed indian in general i think i was i i think the romance between chandru and his girl was i i think it just didn't fit well enough into the story as i would have hoped um kind of just a lot of you know things come to a screeching halt a lot in this movie and i think it's a little tough because you i love everything that's happening with indian i love I love all of Chandru's stuff as like a, as this hustler guy, you know, and people go having to go through the system. Like it's, it's stuff like, um, the gags in that too. Like we didn't mention the camel bite sequence. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't mention. Yeah. The camel bite and Subaya, which is the basically the excuse to get him into the hospital where Indian's going to be, you know, to set up this dramatic set piece. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's essentially the the reunion of father and son, uh, in yeah. the middle of both of their cons, uh, and yeah, like Sabai having to go into and the hospital for a, a, for camel a camel bite. biting his ass is so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. Yeah, um, no, and the and yeah, the the government agent who's like who's wooing, trying to woo the girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he he thinks he's so sexy, you know. It's, <laughs> It's just some so goofballs. And, and then but yeah, I think smacks him. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It's it's really funny. I like. I think some of the musical sequences are great. I think some of them are just whatever, so so. Just kind of like okay, going through the motions. Sure. No. I, I, again, it's a three-hour movie. I don't blame anyone who thinks yeah. it's kind of bloated. Uh, yeah. Shunker is just packing course. everything. You know, melodrama, romance, history, uh, yeah. action. And I I think uh, for that it's admirable and like works much better in retrospect kind of where it's like, sure. you know, watching this movie, I'm like, eh, it's got, you know, it's got its flaws and it's, if, there are times where I'm just like, come on, get it going. Yeah, but the yeah. th- thinking about it and thinking about the best moments really allows them to shine where I'm just like, Oh, okay. That's that, that movie was sick. You know, like we got some really cool stuff happened and I, yeah. So I, I really, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, I, I give it like a six, out of 10 6.0 okay. out of 10 but for you that's it, pretty good that's good well it's good it's like i liked it it's mm-hmm. just like i really uh um yeah i just said i liked it a lot which is probably not true and <laughs> good thing. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know i the its best moments were great and very memorable to me um, for sure and i and that works well in retrospect i got you know i'm so i'm such a beginner on this like masala film you know indian cinema in yes. general i'm very much new to it and i and I think this kind of unlocked for me, like, um, like okay, I really want to see more of these types of movies. Like, I want to see this type of thing done, you know, maybe a little better, you know, a little more masterfully. Sure. You know, yeah, something that flows a little better, but has this sort of, like, has the same kind of energy to it where it's just throwing everything at the wall and just really, and, and going out there, like, you know, music, comedy, yes. drama, like, just all that which you don't get you really just don't get it's it's its own genre that's exclusive to indian cinema effectively 100 percent, yeah and no, we uh i'm and you know obviously uh rrr came out this year we saw that together you know i yeah which i'm i'm glad you know 
with that movie's flaws that I have. Uh, we don't have to get into that, but yeah, I'm glad that. that its presence has kind of made Indian cinema more accessible for people. And yeah, I'm definitely. Glad, I'm glad that you and others have started trying to dive in and see what works for you, what doesn't work. Because, you know, it's just like yeah. any other, just like any other country cinema. You, go, you know, it, it can seem daunting. There's so many movies. There's so many long movies. There's so many types of movies. Masala is its own thing. You know, you get mm -hmm. the more serious movies, too. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, art films that came out of uh, South India. Uh, during the whole parallel cinema movement, you know, there's there's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff to get into. So you know, it, it's I'm glad that you can try stuff like this and have stuff work for you. Uh, and for sure, for our listeners at home too, we're gonna be sure to cover more Indian cinema on this podcast. We will so, for sure. So definitely stay tuned. We're gonna try to cover as many bases as possible. These these first three episodes were kind of like us testing the waters, seeing what works, seeing what kind of stuff we'd want to pursue for the future, and. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're happy with the direction where this is going. We're gonna have a lot yeah. of a lot of juicy stuff to talk about. So, yeah, yeah definitely we'll, stay we'll, tuned. We'll try to add some more uh, some more fun and games going forward. You know, yeah, we'll try yeah. To, we're Left still kind of going through the motions, getting used to it. Yes. I didn't ask. I didn't ask your trivia question today. I was gonna. I just <laughs> didn't have a trivia question. I I like thought of it for like five minutes. Like, eh, whatever. We'll just we'll just get into the next movie. I mean, uh, I could maybe next I, time. Yeah, next time, next time we do an Indian movie, especially, ask me some like Indian trivia. That maybe... I was trying to find something, but I was like, <laughs> but I don't even know like where to start. Like I don't sure, know any enough. of this trivia. Like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I get you. No. Um. Yeah, but no, I think uh, no, I think that was a good discussion. I think uh, yeah, both movies. Uh, honestly, our discussion kind of helped me see the commonalities in the two of them more because I kind of just picked them because they were like, oh, they're both political comedies in the loosest yeah, sense yeah, pretty but, arbitrary but but i i think i think you know in their in their views of their individual worlds there is yep. a bit of a there there's a sense of like uh cynicism nihilism uh that kind of pervades uh very I, much I think, so I, I think that's interesting yeah and, and there's very much a uh they're both there's also, very much like uh there's no redeeming qualities of the government pretty much like these <laughs> yeah basically what they're doing is just completely yes shitty. yes they're they're all about the the uh the images that are being shown to us and why they're inherently evil <laughs> and so yeah i think they, they both they both succeed in their own ways for me personally at doing that um and so yeah uh good double feature <laughs> yeah great double feature yeah uh, um, yeah we, we should we should thank whoever came up with it <laughs> <laughs> good uh, work yeah Thank uh <laughs> maybe uh yeah maybe pick two good movies next time uh-huh yeah yeah and we'll uh yeah we'll, <laughs> yeah uh in terms okay. of our next movies i don't have it figured out yet but we will let okay. you know uh and thanks for listening everybody i'm Thank at you. top five lcj fan on twitter um yep, and on, on yeah go ahead <laughs> oh yeah sorry is that it for you i forgot i have letterbox but i don't need to share that go ahead okay. <laughs> yeah who needs to share letterbox dude <laughs> yeah you can find you can find uh me yeah so anyway I, I can be found at at 51st kids on twitter uh and also now we have a podcast account we didn't mention it on the previous yeah. two episodes but go follow at uh what, what is the ad again man's favorite pod man's favorite pod american spelling of favorite okay got it yep <laughs> man's at man's favorite pod yep yep yeah cool yeah go follow run it up and uh yeah thanks for listening uh this is a good discussion cam for sure. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. Awesome. Woo. Yeah. Anyway. All right.
Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.